flat day on Wall Street, ladies and gentlemen, but we did see the tech-heavy Nasdaq rise almost 1%, leading everybody to think that the rally is going to continue, at least for the foreseeable future. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell. I am your trader, Todd Schoenberger, and I'm and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Tobin Smith, out in sunny and hot Scottsdale, Arizona. And Toby and I want to break this down because here we are at the end of the quarter. We have some A-list guests coming up next week to close it out and leading into the third quarter. But every trader, every investor wants to know, is this bull rally going to continue? Toby, what do you think? We're talking about it off air, but I know you have a lot to say about this. Well, I guess, Tom, what I'm intrigued by is, first of all, let me you know, draw the actual financial situation. Number one, the Federal Reserve and the EU and the you know, UK are taking about two to three hundred billion dollars of cash out of the world monetary system per month, mm -hmm. not per year, per month, right? So, yeah. Uh, and the way that works is is that they that they don't refinance the debt when the debt comes, uh, you know, when the bonds that they've sold uh, come out, they just let them go away, right? So that money's out of the system. When money's coming out of the system at that level, investors have been taught since the day of, I don't know, back in biblical times, that you, you want to own companies that don't need any cash. Matter of fact, that have very little de uh, debt, that have very high gross mm -hmm. margins, um, that have global reach. Well, gosh, who, who are those companies, Todd? They're mega cap tech stocks, right? Number one. So what's leading the market? Then number two, people are getting you know their, their shizzle and a twizzle <laughs> because 8% of the stocks listed in the, you know, this S&P 500 are providing all of the earnings, all, all of the improvement in the value of the index. Well, guess what, Todd? I know I'm a little older than you are. Obviously, I have more hair. But uh, <laughs> the uh, bull markets have always been that way. Louise Yamada, who's like 150 years old, put out this research on, on Monday that went back to the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, everything. And guess what? It's always yeah. been that way. And you know why it's always been that way? Thank you for asking that question, Todd. Because, <laughs> you know, every 10, 15 years or so, new shizzle comes into the world, into the economies, into technology, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Starting with the Ford Model T, you know, then movies and then electricity and then, you know, blah, 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 right? Right. The evolution of tech. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the evolution of tech. Right. So we're in in this new, you know, we like to call it the tech stack right now. About every 15 years, uh, Silicon Valley, not Silicon, Brian Sullivan, Silicon <laughs> Valley uh, comes up with a new tech stack. In other words, there's there's a new way of doing things. And that's what AI is right now. There's a new AI uh, tech stack. And the tech stack is everything from the server to the chips to the memory, to the subsystems, to the optical, and then the software in between, right? Guess what? We have a new one, and it's gigantic. It may be $5 trillion, It may be $15 trillion. Morgan Stanley says it's $17 trillion. So guess what? The animal spirit sort of got a little excited over that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I do. So, I do. And you're right, though. And we've talked sense. about this. Well, we've talked about this many times on Buy, Hold, Sell, mm -hmm. where it has been just a, a pocket of certain stocks that are continuing to move this forward. And you are right, that evolution of technology right now, all the world is talking about AI. And this, I know you are a subject matter expert on, Toby. You've been beating this drum for yeah. months now on Buy, Hold, Sell, and also in your own commentary for True Market Insiders. And I got to say, everything I'm reading from what you're writing 
tells me that this is a story that is not going to end anytime soon. This actually could be the story of the next decade. So what do you think? I mean, is this going to continue to propel markets even higher? And is that just going to, is it an artificial feeling though? Because yeah. it is just that certain amount of, of stocks that are- well, Wait a minute, artificial feeling from artificial AI? Yeah, I know. I'm, try, I'm trying to did incorporate you, I thought that. Did you write that good. line? Because I don't, think I, you, I don't think you can make that up. Really. <laughs> Well, no, you I mean, can use as a headline. Right. Well, here's another thing that, you know, is is absolutely average that, you know, people are pulling, you know, whatever hair they have left uh, out. Oh, my gosh. You know, anytime you see the QQQs, the NASDAQ 100, and the chart is going like this, which basically, let me see, this was May, and this was, you know, five days ago. I call you could that be a, a weatherman. Yeah, I call that a Viagra chart, by the way. So... <laughs> Anytime you see the melt up, a parabolic move, exponential, whatever you want to, that is the trading, you know, monsters, the mm -hmm. quantum mm -hmm. buyers, the momentum buyers, the CTA traders, et cetera, et cetera. And as soon as Nvidia that hit, bing, 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 every buy signal went off for any high beta um, stock. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what happened. Now, when you see that Viagra chart, ladies and gentlemen, huh? You have to understand that at some point in time, these guys are going to want to take profits because they're not investing. What they're doing is buying stuff that has very high momentum and they will stay owning it until the momentum. So there's this thing called relative strength index, RSI. And when you okay. look on a chart, any simple chart, Seeking Alpha or you know Yahoo, whatever, when it gets above 70, like it was 85 four days ago, then that is the sign that the you know mm -hmm. essentially the peak is hit. And now they're gonna come back, and those stocks are gonna come back to their 50-day moving average. Uh, maybe 20-day if it's Nvidia, but I mean you know it's 50 moving average. And that's exactly what we're getting. All of this is like by the book. This is like stock market 101. And people, you know, an old old David Rosenberg, God bless him. He is just, he's calling for, you know, 2,000 point fair market here. Uh, <laughs> no, because, I know. Because tech stocks are overvalued. David, for Christ's sakes, I've known him for 30 mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. Tech stocks is always overvalued. Yeah. Yeah. The, particularly software ones, because it's the only business in the world where you spend $10 million creating your product and then you sell it to somebody and there's no additional cost. It's just, you know, ones and zeros. So there's no yeah. additional cost. We're not making a car, we're not making a building. We're, we're selling software. Now we just rent software. So, man, you can't compare the business model of building homes, let's say, with, mm -hmm. with creating uh, artificial intelligence, real artificial intelligence operating system. One of our favorite companies is, is doing that right now. You just can't. You're mixing yeah. apples and oranges. So we're getting that pullback. But what we're telling our clients and what we're telling our subscribers uh, at Transformity Investor, thank you very much, is we're going to buy the dip in the absolute 100% winners of the AI arms race. I've been calling us sort of the next generational, did I say that? Generational uh, wealth building opportunities. It's so yeah. much like the TMT days when you started first doing bulls and bears with us. And, you yeah. know, and it's TMT, you know, the tech stocks, the mobile stocks, they peaked just about when we started bulls and bears too. Yeah, It was, it was literally, I, I got hired, I replaced Jim Cramer because uh, they fired him. It's only the third time he's been fired from, you know, being a show. And uh, <laughs> and and I, I came on the show. And the first thing I said was, guys, the the you know the dot com bubble is burst. And if you're long all these stocks, get the hell out. 
because yeah. they're, they're, they were sitting on no visible means of support with no earnings, with borrowed money. If they had earnings, they were selling it at 200 PE, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that was the bubble of bubbles. We are not yeah. near the bubble of bubbles right now. And all of these mega cap stocks make, uh, here's a, a very specific term, a shit ton of cash every month. Yeah. So, you know, don't fall for it, but be smart. And don't be buying when it's sitting at, at over its 10-day moving average or its 20-day moving average. Let it come back to where normal mm -hmm. buyers would be. And that would be the 50, maybe the 100-day average. But you want to be buying the dips on the AI leaders. We put together what I am calling now a generational wealth building portfolio of AI direct beneficiaries. And we are buying when we pull back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I love that. I love that that the term AI arms race. That's huge. I have not heard anybody say that. And well, I am a Jim you, you don't I don't I don't get out much. I am a Jim Kramer fan. I, I'm surprised he he should be actually uh giving you a royalty. I'm sure he'll end up using okay. that. So yeah, uh, so I, I could see that. But um but listen, let's close yeah. out on that block because I want to come back after the break, Toby. I want to see if I can pull some of those names that you have. I know you're going to leave them for your subscribers and investors. Maybe oh, you could give uh, give the audience uh, maybe a clue or maybe a teaser or something like that. Oh, a little, throw them a little, little oh, sure. We'll figure it out. But we want to, talk a little bit more, <laughs> we want to talk a little bit more about the AI story. But also, here we are closing up the quarter. What should we expect for the third quarter? So we'll get to all of that with Tobin Smith. And I am Todd Schoenberger. Thanks again. We're watching by Hotel. We'll be right back with you right after the break. Please stay with us. Buy, hold, sell, brought to you by Crosscheck Management. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called can I offer you some feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. The Wall Street Journal in a recent article explained how the new tax law, along with advanced planning, can help you keep more of what you make during 1982. If information like this is important to you, have a pencil ready for an offer from the journal that can help keep you informed of everything happening anywhere in business that could affect your future and your company's future. Other journal articles reveal that the Reagan administration will be more selective from now on in enforcing antitrust suits against big business. You would have read about the growing number of stocks that are going for bargain rates and that many Blue Cross and Blue Shield plans are seeking steep increases in premiums due to financial difficulties. The Wall Street Journal is all the business news you need when you need it. Right now, you can get 26 weeks of the journal, one for every business day of the week, for about $1.80 per week. That's just $47 for 26 weeks, about $1.80 per week. So if you're serious about business, in the continental U.S., call toll-free 800-228-6600. That's 800-228-6600, except in Nebraska. You'll be billed later. 
A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read. Welcome back to Buy, Hold, Sell. The markets were a bit flatlined, except for the tech-heavy Nasdaq. We actually saw a lot of, a lot of tech companies. We saw Amazon up 4% today. Uh, Microsoft was up almost 2%. Even Apple hit a fresh all-time high today and closed up 1%. Big-time numbers for big-time tech companies. And all the news was all about Jerome Powell actually being on Capitol Hill. And Toby, I want to go to you with this because one thing that we've talked about before is about the Fed put, which obviously yeah. could have been done this week with Jerome Powell speaking, but you have a new take on this called the mega cap put. You want to explain that for the audience? Well, I, yeah, I mean, first of all, if we go back, you know, the ancient history, let's say like 2010, uh, all of a sudden the Federal Reserve cut interest rates to zero after inflation. You couldn't own a bond because you were going to lose money on bonds, right? And um, stocks were the only game in town, right? So we, used, we were calling that the Fed put. And the Fed put is sort of Wall Street jargon. We're just saying is that they put a floor underneath the value of stocks. Um, so it, it took the risk away, essentially, and therefore people bought a lot of stocks. And the stock market went up 16% a year from 2010 to 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, never happened before. Never been like right. that. Right. Okay. So then we had this, I don't know if you remember that thing, we had a pandemic, then we had this invasion and stuff happened. I heard about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, and now we have you know, the reverse where... <laughs> The Fed is raising rates, so there are no more put from the Fed. But the mega cap stocks, because in the first segment I, I talked about this, it's just simply that if you're a money manager and you need to put money to work and you had all these macroeconomic issues, starting with the fact that they're pulling all this cash out of the market, then you're going to go in these top 25 tech stocks. Why? Because they have huge amounts of cash, because they don't have any debt, because they have incredible margins, all those reasons. You're going to go to large. That's where the growth is. If you're a growth investor, if you're a if you're a value investor, you're getting your nose punched in again. You know, I, I, again, I'm going back to some of these, you know, guys who've been value investors. In time. My my friend Bob Olstein, God bless. Him. Oh yeah, we used to have him on bulls Bob. and bears, and yeah, and he just got <laughs> crushed going yeah. in 2007, 2008 because banks were cheap. And yeah. I kept saying, Olstein, you crazy midget you're out of your mind i mean there's real problems here and blah 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 and he and literally his fund was down like 60 percent because he loaded up on world changes you got to change with it and being johnny one note right now you know used to be bad now johnny one note is we got a mega cap put and um there's really no we're back to there isn't tina that there's no alternative uh, to ai generated or, or beneficial uh stocks that way because that's the only place you got growth. Yeah. Well, I should go back to what we, um, in our recent interview with Gina yeah. Martin Adams, the chief equity strategist at Bloomberg, and she came right out and really was quite optimistic. She was, she's a returning guest to buy, hold, sell. Yeah. She was, this is the most optimistic she's ever been. And it was interesting because she did, she did point out the fact that 
You can't look at the economy and then look at the earnings stream and start to think that they're correlated because they're not. So right now, we are not hitting that recessionary period in the earnings cycle. At least least we haven't seen it yet. We've seen a, a slight deterioration, but nothing that's going to warrant us to really think that the bears are going to be taking over Wall Street. So what do you think, Toby? I mean, here we are. We're closed out second quarter. A big surprise. Right now, the S&P 500 is is pointing at a bull market right now. Do you think it continues into the third quarter? I mean, the AI story is not going away. So I would think that we're going to be hitting higher highs. But what do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a couple things here. There's you know the word narrative right in the stock market is is basically a conversation of about 425 words but the narrative that was just always blown me away is that remember the this bull market or this bottom started when the narrative was the fed is going to start cutting rates in october um at that meeting because uh you know the economy will be in a tank right but yet that's not physically possible when you have 10 million jobs and 5 million people looking for jobs, right? It's not yeah. possible when you have 31% of, uh, of the, your citizens either on Social Security or on other uh, benefit pro- programs. So they're, they're, their income's you know, not going away. And, and now, I mean, really, the only people really getting hosed are uh, the people who now have to start repaying their uh, student loans. I don't know about you, but I never, I never had to take a loan out, you know, because the the tuition was twenty eight dollars a semester at UCLA <laughs> in eighteen fifty six. And I worked at, I bartended, and I paid my rent, you know, with tips, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe when fifty five million people start to have to pay those mortgage payments, or excuse me, their student loan payments, yeah, again, that that's going to take, you know, the the economy down a peg, but. In, until we get to that point, we've listed yeah. everything. The, you know, the, 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 you can't, you know, the inflation rate is not going to come down in October, okay? It's going to come down gradually. And Powell was yeah. right today when he said, hey, we're going to have to have at least two more cuts because, you know, they're, they're looking at very incremental, yeah. you know, inflation coming down. Inflation can't come down till October because that's when year over year, the rents come down from what the highs were a year ago. Mm-hmm. And the house prices come down and services wages are flat. That's 56% of that CPE, you know, core index. So we're going to see more cuts of any, did I say see more? Uh, if anybody thinks that we're not going to see more rate hikes, they uh, cannot read a spreadsheet. But that being said, goes back to the uh, mega cap story, which they don't give a crap about interest rates because they they have all the money they need. They borrow money cheaper than the Fed borrows money when they borrow it. Uh, they you know yeah. So th- th- they are like these gigantic battleships, you know, cruising ahead in the economic seas while other guys are being left behind. Uh, yeah. Since, they're, since there's so much of the cap market cap of these indexes, anytime every every week or month that somebody puts in money into their 401k or their IRA or whatever, and you go to the S and P 500. That gusher doesn't stop. People, you know, if you're doing your employer, you just don't stop putting that money in. That money has to go in and it does go in and it goes into the indexes based on the market caps. So, yeah. so you know, that's a function it's, of the mechanics of the market that, that, that people are kidding themselves and or they're also kidding themselves that the Fed is, is going to stop, which it, it, they are not going to because inflation is going to be way above 2%. By, by February of next year. Yeah, well, I think you're talking about the organic growth, and I, I completely agree with, with that statement. But on, on the side where I'm not exactly sold on the fact that 
the with student loan repayment plans having to go back into effect, that it's going to impact the economy. I mean, we've, we've had that years ago and it didn't impact the economy. I can't imagine. I'm sure there's some study out there that's going to see a drain of what? 20 basis points on GDP or something. I don't even think it would be yeah, that I think, high. I think I mean, it's, you know, in, it's what incremental. It's incremental. Incremental. Um, yeah. But but you you know, you're just five million people mm-hmm. looking for 10 million jobs. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't have recessions in that. Remember the other narrative, Todd, was and I was very behind this narrative, which is if the Fed actually wants to get to two percent, then you have to you know kill. 3 million jobs. Mm -hmm. And they just haven't been able to do it. In the old days, you know, when I started on Wall Street in 81, when Volcker took rates up to 18%, I know people are shaking their heads now, 18%, some of it was 21%, (laughs) you know, for the, you know, the the, the standard business lending rate was 28%. Yeah. Guess what? We killed a lot of jobs and boy, did we get rid of, you know, 15 to 17% inflation. But yeah. This ain't been times. Uh, so well, well, I heard I heard a guy on the financial channels this morning, and he he was talking about on Bloomberg Radio, and he was uh, talking about how you know with the economy has yet to see the real impact of 500 basis point increase, and and yeah. But again, though, I mean, I think we have seen that. I mean, <laughs> this has been going on for over a year now. You're, it has been staggered. But I'm not. I'm again. I'm. I'm thinking that we could be on the brink of something really spectacular here. And more importantly, there isn't the 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 headwinds. So we asked Gina about this the the other day. You yeah. know, everybody's talking about these headwinds. Let's talk about the positives that are out there. And these people at Bloomberg, they all the analysts, everybody seems quite positive, quite bullish on the markets. AI is powering that, but it's not just there. They also were bullish on the consumer discretionary space. I'm not exactly. Sure. Why? I, I think of, and I'll go back to Target. I can't see that actually doing well um, over the next few quarters. But that's the outlier. I do think that people are back to probably spending money. And you are right. You hit the nail on the head. With that many job openings out there and X amount of people that are laid off, they're still able to work, albeit probably not at the, at the wage that they yeah, want. I, but I think I, it's going to be I'm fine. Just, yeah, a little more macro is that the economy of 2023 is mm-hmm. not the economy of 1982. It's not yeah. the economy of 1992. Uh, right. And it's really not the economy of 2002. Because remember, on addition to everything else for the tech stock, remember they hired three and a half million people during the pandemic? Well, guess what? Them three and a half million people all got laid off. So right. their earnings power and came down and now their earnings power is way up because they're they got rid of a whole bunch of fixed overhead. So you just can't come up with a scenario that's negative on a mega cap unless you know you're Tesla and you're selling at a 95 PE. Um, and yeah, maybe you can do that. But so that's that's why I'm positive. I mean, remember the stock market has really nothing to do with the economy. Right. People you know obsess about the economy, but there's a lot of mechanics that have to do with how stocks get priced every day, every minute, and it has something to do with the economy. But if Gina's right, and, and she has, boy, she's got six, seven different indexes that she's created. Yeah, I know. The earnings for the companies that are the big cap are going to go up. Now, we had the bear market in tech stocks because they did get ridiculously overvalued. And, you know, the average tech stock was down 55%. Tesla's is down 70, you know, blah, 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 right? Um, but the issue for technology has been that 
the corporations that they sell to, not the consumer technologies, but the but the the corporate were cutting down their spending. They were saying, listen, we're not going to spend as much on on Amazon servers and on Oracle servers, so on and so forth. And they've already taken their spending down. But now, right. now with everybody wanting to have a generative AI uh, uh, you know, bot for their company, so I can just ask, you know, so I can just go in and say, hey, uh, if, if if the data was coming in real time, let's assume that because it's but the data is coming in real time. And let's say I'm the McDonald's manager for a region with 500 stores. I want to be able to say in real time, tell me any of those stores that are above sales budget and below sales budget right now. And I want that answer in about three to five seconds. Bill Gates said that whoever figures out that personal personal digital uh, assistant, that's the next trillion dollar company. Yeah. Now, we happen to have a software company we like. It's called Versus AI. Um, it's a small cap company, about a $250 million market cap, but they have that software that will, uh, allows you to have this personal agent and allows you to do it in real time. Everybody forgets about chat GPT, that the large language model that you assemble to be able to takes a lot of time and a lot of money to put together. So by the time you're even asking the questions, you're not getting it in real time. And versus right. has these uh, operating system and, and programming language that allows you to get real-time data, ask a, a chat GPT. It's like chat GPT had a baby with Google. You can <laughs> you can search anything on the information for your company as long as you're authorized to do it and get an immediate answer that's within a 99.9% .9 accuracy rate. Can you imagine how that changes managing uh, a oh. business? Uh, oh, Yeah. One of the big companies uh, that's logistics, I've said this before, logistics is 10% of the freaking US GDP. And this large company, multi-multi-billion dollar company installed this versus uh, operating system and program. And they cut their labor costs 35%, the floor labor. They're called them pickers. I don't know if I want to have that on my resume, but um, <laughs> but it 35%. And then the other thing was, was that yeah. shockingly, when you you know go become a floor picker at Amazon or at NRI or all these companies, you last about a year because it's a crap job. But mm -hmm. with this automated system, you cut down your steps by 35% because it knows exactly where you have to go and what's going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, my point is, when you see the these actual mind-boggling AI advances in productivity. And then you talk about the fact that, oh yeah, every Western country is now uh, in, in such a declining, steep decline of population mm -hmm. that, that I mean, we're not going to be Italy yet, where you're, you're essentially 30% lower population than you need to be to keep your economy going, or Japan, which is even more. But AI, you know, if you're a religious person, I would say, well, thank you, God, you're giving it just at the right time, because right. no way in hell, we already know Based on how many you know uh, uh, Gen Xers had children, how many Gen Z had children, that the United States is going to be short about 40 million people population in by 2035. And who's going to do the work then? Well, <laughs> that's right, and that, that's 40 million less viewers for buy, hold, sell. So that's <laughs> reason for all of us to be concerned. That's for sure. Yeah. So, so listen, I love that versus AI. I think that's great. Well. Um, We'll definitely put that out there, well, obviously, it's, yeah, for it's, the audience it's, members. It's just, it's such a unique, uh, uh, yeah. it, it has a, a solution today. I'll give you a, another example. Tell me. What, what the biggest issue right now is getting enough NVIDIA chips to run your, you know, your your ChatGPT operation, right? They have this H100 graphical processing unit GPU. It costs $30,000 per one. People are trading them for $50,000 on the open market, right? 
I mean, it's 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 incredible. You know, it's, it's better than crack, right? So, yeah. uh, not that I know anything about crack, but you know, I have friends. <laughs> so, um, the software that Versus has allows somebody to build these large language models with like ninety percent less GPUs. So that's mm -hmm. tens or hundreds of millions of dollars you save by letting the software do the. Remember, the whole thing of why we exploded was that boom! All of a sudden, this graphic processing unit could do thirty trillion calculations in a second. That's why this thing took off. That's why NVIDIA, you know, beat their numbers by 12, 15 billion dollars. It's never happened before. We've been doing, I've been doing AI for 14 years, but it was just in a very, very limited basis because of the speed. So that's what's unleashed, you know, this 30,000, uh, excuse me, 30 trillion calculations per second. That is right. a game changer that then enables you know, generative AI and then real AI, which actually thinks and makes judgments. That's what's mm -hmm. taken off. So that that guy is not going back in this in the stall. That horse has left the barn. Uh, <laughs> and um, but the biggest yeah. guys who are going to benefit are the people who have the most cash and don't have to borrow money to to play it. That's right. So anyway, have I That's made my right. point. It's a great point. Oh my goodness, it's a wonderful point. Now, Toby, now yeah. we're going to close it out with that, but tell the audience how they can find this stuff because you got some great commentary out there. What do they need to do to well, actually get your yeah, stuff and subscribe? You, yeah, if you just go to Tobin.io, it's pretty simple. Even I can remember that. Just Tobin.io, and that takes you Tobin. to Tobin.io. Yeah, yeah, I like it's, that. It's a personalized uh, URL. And that's the simplest way. Just go to True Market Insiders, and that's TMI. Dot io or truemarketinsiders.io. Uh, and wow. our service is called Transformity Investor. Uh, we just, like uh, tomorrow, introduced, depending on when you show this, we just tomorrow on Friday, we put together our, which I'm calling, you know, very uh, quietly, AI generational wealth building portfolio. Because I do strongly, strongly believe if you if you get the right stocks here, that this is going to be like 1995 when we were buying JDS Uniphase and Cisco and Dell and AOL and you know, right? They made super fortunes. We're going to have super fortunes made here. Love it. But you Love just it. can't chase them. You've got to actually buy them like a prudent investor. Right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, listen, we're going to end it right there, Toby. So much to say. But next week. I got to tell you, 4th of July fireworks are going to come early for buy, hold, sell. We have an all-star list of guests. We have Anastasia Almarosa come back, coming on the show. Lizzie Yay. and Saunders is coming back. Sam Stovall is going to be here. Yay. We have so many, and we are going to have all kinds of big surprises as well. So it's definitely a show, the shows you do not want to miss. So thank you so much on behalf of Tobin Smith and Todd Schoenberg. I'm Todd Hey, 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 what a day. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Bye, Hotel. We'll catch you next time. Take care. I want you to smash that like button. <laughs> Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. 
So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.